You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package from Omaha Steaks. Uh, we're going to talk about the Razorback basketball game and just a, you know an onslaught of UCA continuing to be undefeated and, and some of the breakdowns there too. But uh, this is something that I've actually wanted to talk about for a while, but because of other things popping up and other craziness going on, I haven't had a chance really to dive into it into the way that I wanted. But now that the regular season came to an end for Razorback football, uh, you know, there's the coaching carousel still going on and there's some concerns or maybe some viewpoints of how this could turn to a different landscape if some coaches start to get poached from Arkansas staff. I think most people, if not all people, uh, the number one coach that you would not want to lose of is, of course, Barry Odom. And considering all the great things that he had did this year, uh, he's not the coach that you want to lose uh, in any way, but he's the one that you definitely got to keep on staff. And I also think it's very likely that he will stay on staff, uh, at least for next season. But when the question becomes of Kendall Bryles, the offensive coordinator for Arkansas and the quarterback's coach, suddenly people are just like, oh, well, you know, if he leaves, it's not a big deal. I wasn't that big of a fan of him. I didn't think he did this right. I didn't like this call. I didn't like this, that, whatever, all that. Folks, I'm wanting to put everything into perspective for you into the best way that I can, at least to the best of my ability. Kendall Bryles is a phenomenal offensive coordinator and Arkansas is extremely lucky to have him I'm going to say that again he's a phenomenal offensive coordinator and Arkansas is extremely fortunate to have him on this staff now is he perfect no but I'm telling you folks when his name is getting brought around where Brian Kelly at LSU might be interested in bringing him in or some other coaches, or even head coaching jobs and whatnot. They're not doing that because the guy is not any good. They're not doing that based because of just of his name and uh, who his dad was or anything like that. They're doing that because the people that matter and the people that are experts and the people that are really good at being analytical when it comes to coaches and how successful they are, they know that Kendall Bryles is the real deal Holyfield. He's a great offensive mind. And if you look back on this Arkansas Razorback football season, like l- listen to some of these numbers, folks. Because again, I know that some of you may be critical of Kendall Bras. Heck, I've even be I've even been critical at times. Like I didn't like certain calls in certain situations. I didn't like the way a game was going. Like, that, and that's fine. But that does not mean just because you have some criticisms that I want him gone. I don't. I want Kendall Bryles to stay at Arkansas as long as possible. The dude is a great offensive mind. Listen to some of these numbers. With the, and keep in mind, Arkansas having the number one toughest schedule in all of college football. Number one. Arkansas averaged 31.5 points per game. That's roughly four touchdowns and a field goal per game. Okay? They had third down efficiency of close to 38%. They threw 22 touchdowns through the air. One of, or 21 of those being from KJ and only three interceptions, three. 
KJ threw that one at the Hail Mary at the end of the Ole Miss game that doesn't even really count. But Arkansas did not throw interceptions. They just did not. They protected the ball, but they were also – it wasn't like they were being too protective where they couldn't be efficient via the offense because, again, they threw 22 touchdowns and threw for over 2,600 yards as a team. So where where's the opposite side of that when it comes to rushing the ball? Well, Arkansas also had about 2,600 rushing yards. In fact, if you want to get exact, Arkansas passed the ball for 2,683. They rushed the ball for 2,608. Looks like balance to me. 4.9 yards a carry uh, for the Razorback football team uh, as a whole. They also averaged 440 yards per game offensively in total. So... Just looking at that, for one. And we can just go ahead and throw into the turnover ratios of fumbles. Arkansas had 21 fumbles, only lost six. Their turnover ratio was five. Like, those numbers right there just show, based on just stats, not any sort of particular plays and particular roles or particular games or anything, just the general speaking if I was going to tell you before the season started, you were going to have those types of offensive numbers, everyone would sign up for that. Not just at Arkansas, but almost everywhere in the country, people want an offense like that. Barry Odom and his defense did a really good job. Awesome job. But this offense was just as good. And so for those of you who want to come out and criticize Kendall Bryles or say that Kendall Bryles isn't the guy or say that if he, gets, if you, if he moves up moving on, then eh, it'll be fine because we can just find somebody else. Folks, I'm not saying that Sam Pittman can't find somebody else, but to act like that Kendall Bryles is just, you know, chopped liver, that is just like, yeah, whatever, is asinine. It's wrong. It's false. It's, I mean, it's just, it's not true. So... I want to see Kendall Bryles be at Arkansas for as long as possible because next year, if he comes back, he's just going to continue to get better. This offense is going to continue to get better. You're going to have continuity. You're going to have players understanding what they need to do when they need to do it. Uh, obviously, <clears throat> stuff that does need to get worked on, and this maybe not just is in the wheelhouse of Kendall Bryles, but he's definitely part of it, uh, pre-snap penalties. That's got to change. Running, lining up in the wrong formations and getting those penalties has got to change. Uh, you know, those types of things need to be cleaned up. And again, I'm not saying that Kendall Bryles or anyone on this coaching staff is above criticism at all. I'm not saying that. I am just telling you that any of you, any of you listening to this podcast that want Ken, that wants Kendall Bryles gone, you need to check yourself. You need to understand what he did. You need to understand the development that K.J. Jefferson had as a quarterback because of Kendall Bryles. You need to understand how well-balanced this team was with a great, solid rushing attack and an over-the-hill over passing attack that was throwing deep balls right and left and getting guys open in space. Like, you have to understand that. And to be honest, right now on this offense, besides Traylon Burks, I don't see a for-sure bona fide NFL player. Now, KJ may develop into that. I think maybe one of these running backs could develop into that. Maybe an offensive lineman, maybe. But as far as just surefire guys... Traylon Burks is the only one, and they were able to put up these numbers and do this offensively. Kendall Bryles needs to stay at Arkansas for a very, very, very long time. I want him to stay here as long as he possibly can. I know, I know, that's asking a lot, but I'm just telling you, for those of you that don't want him gone, rethink that. Look at the numbers and be happy that you have someone like Kendall Bryles to be able to lead your offense. All right, so... What is, what is something that you like doing for the holidays? I know that uh, people like giving gifts and all that, but 
uh, I like to eat and I like to eat steaks. And I know that anytime that I eat steaks, it's always with Omaha steaks because nothing is better than that. Listen, the holidays are around the corner and finding a gift is always going to be tricky. But that's the great thing is now you can make it for a gift for yourself, but a gift for somebody else with Omaha Steaks. Makes it easy to send to your friends or your family for an unforgettable gift that's guaranteed to be loved. If you go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar, you can order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. You'll get chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more when you use code COLLEGE. You'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steak Burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code COLLEGE. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. omahasteaks.com, keyword COLLEGE. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, so the Razorback basketball team played UCA in, in an in-state game last night uh, in Bud Walton Arena. And it's just so funny because, okay, what, first off, let's just say Arkansas smoked this team. It was 97 to 60. Poor UCA. They're not a very good team. Uh, and Arkansas is a good team. And they took care of business and beat UCA 37 points. Um, but the thing is, is that Arkansas was actually leading this game by six points in the first half. And it blows my mind how this team works, which, again, I love this team, and this team's awesome. But it's so funny to me to see how a team, and I feel like they've done this so many times this year, where they look really good in one half and not good at all in the next half. Like, that, they've, they haven't really been able to put it together. Most of the time, it's in the first half where they're struggling or not being able to put it all together or whatever it may be. Uh, and then the second half, they just, boom, explode, which is exactly what you want, though. I mean, if a team's not playing well in one half, you want to, in the next half, be better, make those adjustments and get after it. And it was funny because after the game, even Devo Davis was talking in the press conference to the media how Eric Musselman had some very spirited, motivational words at halftime uh, because he was visibly frustrated in the fact that they were only beating this team by six. They weren't playing well, uh, especially defensively. They were giving up a lot of three-point shots and – that's not something that, uh, like, well, also the free throw shooting. My gosh. I think at the end of the half, if I'm not mistaken, there, Arkansas was like 9 of 21. Like, what? Excuse me? Uh, like, I think that uh, UCA was shooting a better percentage from three-point land than Arkansas was from free throw land. Can not happen. So that's frustrating. I know that was frustrating for Eric Musman. you got to be able to make your points. Uh, but... Arkansas, once again, doesn't shoot well from three-point land. Goes 4 of 18 for 22%. And I, I know I keep beating this drum, but this team find different ways to win, and that's what makes them such a fun team. So my point is, is that the, they don't play well in the first half. They come out firing in the second half, and they outscore UCA 56-25. to 25, And that's why they end up getting the, the, big, the big victory there. But these are the growing games. And it sounds cliche and it sounds lame, but these are the growing games that you have as a basketball team. This team had it last year. They had it before where it's earlier in the season. You have a lot of guys that are still continuing and getting better at their roles and figuring out what they're good at and how to utilize it. And it's just a matter of continuing to just chip away, chip away and making it work, chip away and getting there, chipping away and trying to figure out exactly who's going to be where when you want to pass it and, and, and all those things like this is just a growing game is how I like to look at it. Because if you think about it, like 
Devo Davis had the best game of the season for sure this year. He had 16 points on six of nine shooting, and uh, also had six rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Like that was big time at him. DC Tony still continues to do DC Tony things. He had 16 points in this game, very efficient, seven of eight. I only had two rebounds, though. I was a little surprised to see that. But Jalen Williams uh, made up for because he had 13 rebounds with eight points. Uh, J.D. Note puts in 10 points, kind of doing what he does. But uh, Stan, uh, Stanley Amude, really, he came off the bench and provided a huge spark. He gets 17 points and eight rebounds. Like, that's big time coming off the bench. Uh, Jackson Robinson got to see him, good of him getting in. He hit a three. Uh, got to see Chris Likes, of course, go in. And uh, he played only 21 minutes, but – uh, he was very efficient, had five assists, which is what you like to see. Uh, Note had six assists. So, you know, it, they came in and they really made it, did a good job in the second half and, and making it a lot better than what it looked like there in the very beginning. But it's just funny how this team does it this way. And I know that sometimes we're going to get frustrated. We're going to tweet out stuff that's like, oh, this is so annoying or this isn't good. I don't feel like we're a top 10 team right now, folks. It's early. Have you have you been watching college basketball? Have you seen what other teams have had to do and have to go through? Like you got teams that lose games that they probably shouldn't. Yeah, the top teams like Duke. You know they, they lost Ohio State the other night, uh, but Gonzaga lost to Duke. But then UCLA lost to Gonzaga. They got smoked. So you know that that type of stuff happens. Uh, you think about you know like a team like Alabama. They they lost to uh, I an Iona. Yeah, it was for to Rick Pitino. You know, Tennessee, who's right there in the mix, they're a top 15 team. Well, they, you know, they lost to Villanova. They got smoked by Villanova, who is a top five team. But the thing about Villanova is that they already got two losses on the year. They lost to UCLA and Purdue, who are also top 10 teams. So, you know, these losses are going to happen. These growing things are going to happen. But as long as you're beating the teams you're supposed to beat, you're going to be fine. Like, it, now, Arkansas is not going to – let's be honest. Arkansas does not have Duke or Purdue or Gonzaga or Baylor or UCLA or Villanova or Texas or Kansas on their schedule this year. They just don't. They got to play the games in front of them. But that's what's really smart about Eric Musselman and his staff, just like they did last year. Everyone's like, oh, who you playing? Who's who, who you end up playing or whatever? They're playing good teams that end up in the non-conference making it to the tournament, but people sleep on them because of their name. They don't see them as being this, this phenomenal team or anything. Now, is UCA going to be that team? Probably not. But the majority of Arkansas' schedule in the non-conference is a competitive one that's going to make them better. You may not see it right now, but it's going to make them better. And especially in the fact that, hey, in the SEC, you're going to have to bring it because Kentucky, we know, is a top 10 team. And just mentioned Tennessee is a top 15 team. You know who else is? Florida. Florida's been looking really good. You know, Alabama's going to be tough. Auburn's in the top 25 as well. And then you have teams that are right there on the outside, like LSU. They're chomping at the bit trying to get back into the top 25. So the conference is going to be tough enough as it is. Like, you don't have to rely on these non-conference games in order to boost up your uh, your RPI and boost up your strength of schedule in hopes that once selection day comes around, you're going to have enough for it. Like you don't have to do that anymore because the SEC is a bona fide conference in college basketball. So if you perform well on that, you're going to beef just fine when it comes to the NCAA tournament selection committee. But this Arkansas team is continuing to win. They're continuing to be impressive. They're continuing to have issues and to have things they need to work on, of course. But as long as they keep winning, as long as they keep finding ways to make adjustments during the game, and as long as Eric Musselman is coaching them, they're going to be just fine, and there's no reason to worry. But, hey, they're 7-0. You're a top-10 team. Enjoy the ride. We'll see how far this can go and how many games they can win before they get their first loss, which hopefully is not for a very, 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 very long time. 
Bet Online has you all covered all season long for more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march right into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Head over to betonline.ag where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment. I, I wanted to make a joke here because it's just, again, it's, I like to use sometimes the final segment for just some nonsense and everything, but I never would have guessed that I would have uh, offended some people when I said on my radio show yesterday that I thought the song I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me is corny. Um, I am sorry that if you love that song and if you find my comments offensive, but it's not that it's a bad song. I just find the song corny. It's a corny song. And I said this on the air, and I had people coming at me in the out of the woodwork that were saying that um, I'm obviously like I, I'm not a, I'm not a Christ follower. I'm uh, not a godly person. I'm, I'm obviously turning people away from God when I see like all of this stuff. And I'm like, what happened here? It's like I because of the corny song, I said that I just did not think it was one that was you know enjoyable or anything. But I cracked up, and it was just like because. I'm like, so if I, on my day of judgment, as I stand before God, is he going to determine my eternal fate into heaven or hell on whether or not I thought that the song I can only imagine by Mercy Me was a great song or that is a song that I enjoyed. And then it's like, oh, you didn't enjoy that? Ah, well, cast you into eternal damnation. Like, I, I was just blown away that this was something that was like seriously being discussed and seriously people were coming at me. Luckily, I had some people defending me as well. Like uh, I had Bobby Bones even agree with me, too. So I'm like, it's, a, it's, it's nothing offensive. Like, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to hate on you if you like the song. That's fine. You can like the song all day long. I don't care. But I just don't think that it's any reason to go up in arms and start you know, yelling at me and telling me how I'm just not uh, not a good person. Because I didn't like that song. Like, that was my thing. I was like, just, it cracked me up, the, the reaction that I got from that. But, you know, it's just, just the way it goes sometimes on social media. But I had fun with it. Like, and I, I can somewhat even enjoy the song, I guess, on its surface level if I start sitting there and trying to, you know, figure out the lyrics or whatever it is. But every time I hear it, I just think of, like, when I was a kid listening to, like, Magic 107.9. My mom would always listen to it. And when I was in elementary school, because nobody had like MP3 players or CDs or anything. Uh, the, the teachers would just be like, hey, if we need some music, uh, just go to 107.9. Kenny G played a lot on there too. Like we would do, uh, I don't know if anyone else did Deer when you were in, uh, when you were in school. It stood for Drop Everything and Read. I never read. But I did listen to some great music on 107.9. And one of them was Kenny G. And the other one was, I can only imagine. So anyways, I don't know. I just If you were offended by that, I apologize. That was not my intention. It was just something funny that I wanted to have some fun with. Uh, but uh, anyways, I don't, I don't know why that happened. But it was still enjoyable nonetheless. But hey, it's how it goes sometimes. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. 
Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.